0: and many more. Here at RGM, we love the support that they offer us and the music-loving community around us. Check them out at ScotsMenswear.com. Hello to Monday. Welcome to the RGM Experience podcast with me, Carl Maloney, the host, and that guy from RGM. How are we all? Wow, what an episode last week with Sam Sheena. Sheena. <laughs> Can't speak today. Yeah, had a massive reaction. Nice one, guys. Thank you. And for all the new listeners that have joined us after listening to Sam, keep in touch. Thanks for tuning in again this week. It's appreciated. Yeah, we've got loads going on. Today's episode is with Liam from Wenatchee. Used to be called Wenatchee Tribe. Just before lockdown, they had loads of stuff going on in America, in Italy. In Manchester, of course. Big gigs coming up. Everything's being rearranged and everything's kicking off right now for them. It's exciting times. So we're going to be speaking to Liam shortly. Good lad, Liam. Yeah, he's... You know, great guest, tells you how it is, just how we like it. So yeah, let's kick off the podcast and uh, I want to start with um, just a a bit of a... I I, want to start with something and be absolutely clear about why I do raise awareness of some of the stuff that I see within the music industry. I think some of the people out there that listen to this podcast have misconstrued my reasoning for doing what I do and, and calling out people for certain things that I see in the industry. And I think part of that is me not being clear on why I'm doing it. And I am not perfect in any way at all. I am very aware of my own traits and how better I can work at things and, you know, phrase things and all that kind of stuff. Um, But I do think that the message has been lost a little bit. Um, So today, I just want to be crystal clear about why I do raise awareness within the industry. All right? (laughs) Okay. So over the last year, I've seen seen an increase in bands coming to me and telling me about times that they've been missold PR packages, promised increases in social numbers off companies, they've been promised XYZ by magazines, they've been promised festival opportunities, promoters not paying them what they've been agreed for gigs, blogs charging for reviews and just cutting and pasting the band's biography and putting that out. The list goes on. And I'm personally seeing an increase in bands coming to me and telling me about it. Now, why do they come to me? I thought about this and why, why did they come to me? Well, I, I suppose it's because I'm quite vocal about things and I am trying to raise awareness of it. So I suppose that's naturally going to draw people towards me, which is fine. Keep doing that, guys. Keep, keep, keep coming in touch with me. You'll notice I've not mentioned anybody that's come to see me because, you know, it's private and confidential and I'm respecting, you know, the people that have come to me. They prefer it that way. People don't like confrontation. So that's why they want to stay out of it. Now, basically, I've always taken the hard step of talking about challenging problems within the industry, particularly here where we all sit at the grassroots level. Um, And many issues have been brought to light over the last few weeks and months. And I've seen an increase in it and people telling me about the bad experiences that they're getting from people within the industry. Fans are being ripped off, and this is why I'm so vocal online about what I see and feel and hear out there. I hate what's going on, and I just want to help and change it. That is the reason why I'm calling out and raising awareness of the industry. I've not been perfect doing it. I've dropped a few bollocks along the way, but whatever. I'm doing it, and it's not the the easy step, either. You know, the easy thing to do would just carry on and pretend everything's perfect. Uh, and I'm, not, I'm just not that kind of person. I'm up for a challenge. If you're out there and you're ripping bands off with fake promises, then, you know, that's on you. That's not on me for, for raising awareness of these things. So I just wanted to start the podcast with a clear message of why I'm, I do what I do. It's not for any other reason, for the love of these bands that are coming to me and telling me that, you know, they've not been treated right. And it's not on. So, a cheery start to the podcast this week, but it needed to be said. Um, don't you think? There's a lot of it about. More than what you think. So, yeah, I'm going to continue raising awareness, and that's my reason for doing it. I hope you can appreciate that. Because it would be easy to just not do anything, like I say, and just sit back and pretend everything's great. And that is the easy road. Not on my watch, mate. So, are we going to crack on another good chat to an amazing website if you if it banned let me just finish off with this if you have had a bad experience okay and you're not comfortable raising it you know publicly i'm always open you can have my email address it's carl at rgm.press i'll help as much as i can and i'll make up for whatever problems you've had as much as i can i'm here to help keep in touch guys I'll leave it there, I think, hey? So yeah, welcome to a brand new podcast. Here, rolling around in the, <laughs> in the depths of the music industry, at grassroots level, supporting bands where we can, speaking to people within the industry, telling stories and having great experiences here at the RGM Experience podcast. So, ladies and gentlemen, here's our interview today with Liam from Wanache, a great guest. Thanks, mate. Yeah, welcome to a brand new podcast with me, Carl Maloney, the host of the RGM Experience podcast. Uh, welcome to another episode. And I'm joined by none other than Liam Croker from what well, you're called Wenatchee now. Hi, mate.
1: Yeah, I We dropped the tribe, yeah. Yeah. The tribe,
0: yeah. So, <laughs> well, yeah. We'll come to all that stuff in a bit. Yeah. But I just wanted to uh, say it's nice to see your face after all this time. It's been a while um yeah, we've done a few bits online and that kind of stuff through lockdown but it's just nice to see your face again mate how are you doing yeah
1: i'm really good mate i mean last time we um together
0: in mm. person we had um, a driver where was it where were we driving um well it was quite far away because I, I, I can remember getting lost trying to pick you up it was some boating yard or something it's next to a lake somewhere where where it where it we can oh, I, yeah. I can't remember I, can remember this, I remember us. I remember us all being pissed, but trying to act sober. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it was a good year. You know, for uh, anybody that enjoyed the the road trip series, I'd have loved yeah. to carry those on, but insurance and that kind of stuff just got ridiculous.
1: Yeah, is that right?
0: okay. try, try to insure celebrities in a car. It's just you, you just can't afford it. It's just ridiculous. So I had to, I had to legally park. That idea, which is a shame because it, you know, they, they, they had a bit of traction. People enjoyed watching me drive around in a car, and it's not like fucking James Corden where you can get somebody to put you on a trailer and somebody drive you about LA. It was me driving yeah. about in a car with you lot, all pissed Yeah. Well, check that out on yeah. YouTube, guys. It's all on there as well. I'll put a link to it again so people can catch up on it. So, yeah, we had you all sat in the car. We were all good. It must have been. I don't know, two or three no, years? Was, yeah. I
1: think 18? 18, 19, Yeah, 18, I think it was. Wow. I think we okay. just got back from America and we're mm. going back and we were talking about that. Yeah. Yeah. So it, was yeah.
0: 18, it was 18. Yeah. Well, um, so much has changed since then, mate. Uh, let's catch up a later. But what's, what's been going on in the Wenatchee world? So I know you've got new management, uh, new name. Um, talk me through, you know, your your, your world. What's been going on? <laughs>
1: Um, yeah, it's been a bad couple of years. I mean, obviously, you know, we we got to sort of the beginning of lockdown and we, we'll put it this way, beginning when actually from the years of, sort of 2017, 18, mm. 19, the equivalent of riding bareback on the back of a fucking ostrich that had been injected with amphetamine mm. up the arse, you know what I mean? It was like, it was really really intense mad and one hell of a ride i'm just trying just let, let
0: me have a moment to just try and picture that image Leo. yeah <laughs> yeah that, that, that would seem like it would be quite intense described it that way
1: it was intense <laughs> but it was the one hell of a ride it was yeah. fucking non-stop mate and we got to the beginning of um lockdown and we were about to embark on the, you know we had a tour set up yeah. with uk asia europe america and it just went fuck off you know mm. the car as, as everyone else, you know, not, yeah. not there wasn't like violins for us, it was just everyone was in the same sort of situation. And um, yeah, we hit lockdown, all the shows were pulled. Um, we were going over to Italy to launch our own trainer line. Oh, it's fucking mm. a lot of stuff went down. And we parted ways with our management at the beginning of lockdown, which we've been with for five years. Yeah. Uh, you know, over in the guys in LA, Harry in LA. Um, a couple of members, for personal reasons, left the band, and then it was like, yeah. when well, then we meet in the talk, and we were like, wow, you know, what the fuck? We're mm-hmm. in this sort of mad, we're, we're so used to being on the road and recording and doing what bands do, and then all mm-hmm. of a sudden it was like, shit. And then, yeah, we just sort of, we, it gave us, a, lockdown gave us a, the opportunity to sort of take our foot off the gas, have a breather. Mm. initially it was quite depressing you know and then yeah. it was like you know what we actually we needed this we yeah. needed a little bit of a breather in to get our house in order sort of speaking um i'd known how we be for a number of years and uh, producer how B, be and i approached how we regarded management it was more sort of speaking to Howie and like look could you put us onto somebody that you think might be right for yeah. the band you know what i mean and h sort of come back to me and said, yeah, I'm, I I'd be up for doing this, you know, mm-hmm. and it was something respected in you anyway. So we changed management quite quickly and then Howie very quickly sort of helped us get our shit together. It was like, right, look, we're not going anywhere for the next 18 months. Yeah. Uh, we'd started recording an album in Los Angeles in 2019, which I remember you saw the video for it mm-hmm. I think it was Anthony playing guitar and you were like, fuck it,
0: yeah, that yeah, sounds yeah.
1: amazing. Oh, yeah. So it was like, just like, look, just let's just get this together, let's just get everything sorted out here from the band up from the live band upwards. And we spent you know 2020 finishing that album, it was uh, we were back in two with John X in LA mm. to finish the production of it. And then this year, um, Joe Hurst, who a friend of Howie's, really great engineer, works with Ian Brown and Block Park and people like that. Mm. Um, Howie got the album back from John finished, and we got it mixed by Joe in London. And yeah, so the album's done. The album's yeah. mixed, mastered. All the remixes are done. You know, artwork's coming in. But but we've been we were advised this year not to release. You know, our things have still been a bit yeah. all over the place. Mm. Just to hang on to it. So quite a depressing situation became a positive one for us. It, in that sounding sort of cheesy, it sort yeah. of saved the band really. In lockdown, <laughs> it did because we were all sort of. Mm. We were burnt out. We were burning ourselves. We, we haven't stopped car for a number of years. Well, that, and we needed a of well that's why I was going to ask
0: you, you say a couple of members left. Um, was that just down to like being burnt out? That's what I was going to ask you. You know, you mentioned it. I don't mean specifics. I just mean like, you know. One of
1: them had sort of stuff going on in his personal life. Yeah. Um, you know, and another, you know, it was Mike, Mike and Sam. So Mike and Sam had left, yeah. you know, and uh, one, of, one of the guys had some stuff going on. And another one, yeah, another one did. It wasn't on, I mean, we all left on amicable terms. There was mm. no sort of, there was no bad blood between us. It was just like, I think lockdown, it, it really affected people in different ways. And yeah, yeah and it, it, everything became, I don't know about yourself, but everything seemed to become exaggerated, you know, like little feelings, with emotions. Or stuff. still
0: are. Yeah. Yeah, totally. totally. I am I'm, I'm more aware of um how I, I used to think I was really re- resilient to stuff and yeah. like I, I and little things don't go your way sometimes and it makes you reassess how you are and I think I've I've, I've had the chance to reassess a few things with RGM yeah. with my personal life with what you know just what Absolutely. how you are as a person yourself and yeah. And, and, yeah. and and when you really Think about it. You are more aware of things, and that could be—I don't know—just little weird things like th- things in my childhood kept circling around in my head, thinking, "Why, why did I do stupid things when I was a kid?" And li- little things like that is—is like—is. Are just examples of like I don't know um, what I don't know what I'm trying to say. It, it's tra- trauma, tra- trauma in your life that kind of that has been brought up and make sure uh, just because you've got nothing else going on in the world and. Uh, it's uh, I'd, 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 think- I'm only speaking for myself, but I'd, I've, I've noticed more things about myself, and I've and I've been able to work on myself more with this time off, which has been good.
1: I, I totally agree with you, mate. Yeah. I, I've been in the same. I've gone through the same sort of journey during lockdown, you know, and I think. Um, Coming out of it a better person, I think. I mean, Mm. it gave me time to reassess. It sounds very deep, all this, doesn't it? But (laughs) it's like, you know, again, just, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Again, you know, you reassessed your life, your career, career, you know, family stuff and things like that. And came out, I think, coming out of it a much better person, you know what I mean? Mm. Um, And yeah, so there was a lineup change. Um, we've got a new guitarist, Andy McKay, new drummer, big, Paul big, Lawrence. Big
0: shout out to Mike. We covered his new album as well that he brought out, his solo album as well. So, yeah, you know, big, big, big shout out to, to Mike me. as well, yeah. Good luck.
1: And, and to Sam, you know, we've yeah, both loved, those guys are our brothers, yeah. You know, yeah. nothing but love and respect to the both mm. of them. Um, it's just things, things which things change, you know, during lockdown. And so, yeah, we've got a new guitarist, Andy McKay, a new drummer, Paul Lawrence. Mm. We've even got like new crew members, you know, like our monitor engineer Howard Smart's come on board mm. and things like that. A new management, album's finished, and yeah, man, we're just ready to reemerge from from all the bullshit now
0: and get back. <laughs> no, I don't blame you. <laughs> well, you mentioned how we be there. So, if if anybody's not sure, you know, he's, he's worked with artists like Soul to Soul, Bjork, U2, those type of people. From from humble beginnings and being in Warrington, how does how does you know working class lads like yourself? Yeah. Just start working with these people, with these big names. How, do, how How's how's that happened?
1: Um, Howie, um, our previous single of ours, a Room of the Zoo. Mm. Um, Howie, I remixed that for us in 2017, I think it was. But
0: how did that happen?
1: Um, it came about in remixing it, I think. It's a good question. I can't quite remember. It came... It came about through how I think, that we were friends on Facebook and how we had heard the actual single. Mm. And I think we'd approached him regarding remixing it. And our then manager, Harry, had uh, sort of sorted out the deal regarding him doing it. He'd yeah. he done a great remix. But he'd stayed in touch with us as mm. he was a fan of that. he was a fan of the band and he, you know, respected our work ethic and our music and stuff like that. Mm. And yeah, he was always sort of on the periphery of the band, you know, just yeah. An advisor, but not a manager. He was there, you know. And um when we parted ways with Harry, he was the first person that I approached. And yeah, look, you know, he, luckily for us, he said, "Yeah, I'm, I'm banging. So yeah. let's get that back on." And it was simple as that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Just, so what? What? Yeah. What has he brought to the new Wanachi team? Then what? Yeah, what? what... He,
1: brought, he brought a bit of. He, he got us out of a hole. You know, our. Hmm. our Album was sort of stuck in Los Angeles, you know. It it had a sort of a price tag on it, so to speak. It was partly finished, not but not all. And it's not like Habib's coming in and fucking throwing a shitload of cash at us, but he could come in and just help navigate getting that album finished, which was essential to the band moving forward. We were because we've been just, you know, we've been on the road for that long, Kyle, and doing other stuff. Mm -hmm. It was sort of. It was like the elephant in the room, the album needed to be finished, but we didn't know how to get it done. And he came on board and helped get that we, done. He made us stop. He literally said, stop. Yeah. We did stop. Yeah. Calm down. <laughs> Take a breather. Let's well, let's do it a bit at a time. Get the album done. That's got to be a priority. So we did that. That took about 12 months. We did that. And it was like, look, you guys, you spend a lot of time back into to America. You know what I mean? Mm. So it's like the tribe bit, new management. I said mm. first of all let's bitch the tribe it's not pc you've got a fucking totem pole as you've <laughs> <logo." laughs> right, okay, <there> asked <laughs> so yeah and it was like look it's not a complete name change most people just call us when anyway so it was yeah. just let's just go with move forward as we um yeah and it was just get stuck into you know stuck into production rehearsals and getting everything from the ground it was just getting our house in order mm. and the thing with when actually it's not i mean how is the manager so to speak but when is a team effort. It's, you know, we've got a whole crew behind. us. Mm. We've got production engineer, sound engineer, ourselves. The whole team hustles and yeah. works really hard. So, you know, how he hates the word, with the title manager, you yeah. know what I mean? He does, He he's like, he's not, he's, he's part <laughs> of that team. How he's part of the Winacci yeah. sort of team moving forward. Yeah.
0: Were, were, you, were you slightly on the wrong path with the album then? Did you need somebody else to tell you to stop, to reassess yeah. it a little bit to fit before you could finish it and,
1: I don't think we were on the wrong path in a creative sense. We was on mm. the wrong path just um other things were getting in the way, you know, yeah. other things were taking up our energy. Yeah. Um, some negative, you know, we, there was a lot of there was a lot of we've been on the road quite a lot. There was a lot of partying, mm. there was a, some people had sort of certain issues <laughs> with certain things that yeah. we needed to sort of clean up, so to speak, and yeah. and, and, and that was addressed, and it was yeah. like, look. Come on, you've got this has actually bought you a bit of time and space here, lads, to get your to get your act together and finish yeah. finish your fucking record for fuck's yeah. sake. And yeah, and he did that, you know, how he how we spoke to John over in LA and obviously John X and how he there's a massive mutual respect with each other as producers and um mm. yeah, we just got it we just got it done. It was really it was really good, man, to get that album back and to listen to it.
0: Yeah. Well but <laughs> it, it, it- well, I know you've got this big gig at Gorilla coming up that we'll talk about yeah. later on. That uh, I'm, I'm actually away that week. I've booked a holiday to Corfu, um, oh, oh, so sorry holiday. mate, I'm, I'm out of ta- <laughs> I'm, I'm out of town. But it's my first holiday since lockdowns. So that it's just now it's half term and yeah, that so uh, yeah. it's yeah, fell at bad times, But I'm gonna get somebody from RGM to come down and give you a hug for us because you know I'm sure it's gonna be a great gig with uh, down cool. at Gorilla. How how much are you looking forward to you know seeing a room full of people enjoying your music again?
1: Yeah, nothing beats it, does it? I mean, it's it's a mm. mixed emotion, Carl. I mean, I think it's um, it will be our last show was October two thousand and nineteen, mm. and it was in Leeds at the Variety City Variety Variety Hall with Sean Ryder, mm. and we were then taking a break for a few months to work on the album, and then we had a t- we had we um, had dates booked for Italy, France, and back oh. and over to the UK. It's like we'll have a few months off, come back we'll go back out again
0: and
1: then mm. so it's ended up 2 years since we've been on stage it'll be <laughs> yeah. our first show in 2 years so there's an excitement um and a slight bit of you know a little bit of nerves and anxiety about mm. getting back on the stage and doing it but yeah it's it's a nervous anxiety and but an excited and it's an ex- yeah. it's an excited anxiety but yeah we can't wait you know what i mean
0: and where do you stand on the vaccination side of it you know it's it's for for me it's vital for people to be as safe as possible during tight knit communities in live gigs. I went to, I went to psych fest in Manchester the other day and I, I were in gorilla and I've never been in it as full in my life. And I, and I can remember just looking around thinking if somebody, if somebody's got the virus in here and they cough, this room's getting it. There's, there's nothing you can do about it. So, so yeah. that, so the, the, the safest way to keep as many people as safe as possible for me is to reduce that risk. And that comes with being vaccinated. Um, that's my own personal opinion of it. I I, I completely understand people might have a different uh, opinion on it. I was just wondering how, how you got, as a performer, feels, feels about it. Uh,
1: it's a necessary evil. Mm. Uh, I'm not... I, I don't want to go down the whole rabbit hole of the mm. conspiracy side of it and all, all that crap. It's Yeah, it is what it is, mate. I think for the world to start, for, to, for the world to continue opening up and getting back to some sort of normality... Yeah. You just gotta bite the bullet and get it done. Yeah, I mean I've had, at the moment I've had one of the vaccinations. I'm due another one. I need to. I mm. just missed a couple of uh, appointments, but yeah, mm. um, I, I've got nothing against it. Just get it done. Yeah. It let you know. People need to get back to work. People need to get their lives back together. You know. Uh, people have struggled financially, you know, people's mental health has been shot. And I think it's just essential now for people to start moving forward, but it's people's free will. If people don't want to do it, that's completely up to them. I'm not, I wouldn't judge people either way, but yeah, in a gig scenario, then I think, yeah, you know, you need that vaccination. Totally.
0: Yeah. You know, I just think it was a shame when you hear the big names out there, like Richard Ashcroft, Ian Brown, he was very vocal during the pandemic about, you know, you know, his thoughts on the, on it. I just, I, I, th- I think that's quite a shame because that could have influenced quite a lot of people. Um, But at the end of the day, it's their opinion and we've got to respect it, haven't we?
1: It's their opinion, yeah. Um, I mean, it's, I, look, it's it's quite, It's suppose it's quite easy to say that when you've got maybe 10 million in the bank. But if you're an independent <laughs> artist and you need to get yes. back on the and working,
0: then it's... Well, that, that's where you, yeah.
1: Yeah, whether you believe in the, Vaccine or not, you you haven't got a choice. You if you yeah. want to get back out and get to get back to work as an artist as a performer, then you gonna yeah you need those vaccinations. Yeah. I actually saw Ian Brown the other day. Yeah. Um,
0: okay.
1: We were in me and Mrs Beth were in Chester Zoo, and we were walking into the monkey enclosure. Believe it or not. <laughs> <Get> <laughs> okay. Yeah. And he, and Ian was walking out. We yeah. just gave each other hello and passed past. Yeah, but he looked happy. He
0: okay. Was, was, oh, fair enough. enough. I, I didn't realize. I didn't. Re- I, I I only threw that name out there. I know Indas played with him in the past. I was just throwing it out as, as one of the names that I've mentioned it. I didn't know you knew him personally.
1: No, I don't know him personally. I mean, he's sort yeah. of like yeah, seeing Brown, and you know, he know knows I'm in a band with the but it, yeah, um, yeah. Their opinions. So it's that's that's completely up to them. But yeah, I'm with you, Carl, for the for the music industry. I mean, I can only I'm only speaking about the music industry. Mm. That's open up, especially the live sets. Of the vaccines, essentially, essential. Yeah. And I think for, for independent artists like ourselves, you know what I mean? We, we, we've got to get back on stage. You know what I mean? We need to get back out there performing.
0: So, yeah. yeah get up your vaccine, man. You know? <laughs> well, yeah. how important, for me, it and knowing you, um, yeah. how, how you are, and, and you know, what am I, how, What am I trying to say? Here? Right, okay. For for a band to be successful, I think you need to be good at blagging stuff. Yeah. And when I look at Wenatchee, when you, you've got deals with Adidas, you've, you're in Italy, you've got, you're have got you recording in LA, you're a band from Warrington recording in LA. I still can't get my head around how you've managed that. <laughs> I, 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 I can't picture can't, I can't, I can't the middle bit. Help me out here. It, 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 there's got to be more to blagging it, because I know you're intelligent people and you're passionate not, about what you're not, doing, you're talented. It's not blagging
1: it, mate. No. It's, um, it's hustling. Pretty, hustling, very, yeah, bad. okay. Yeah, Um, it's the gift of the gab and it's also been obviously you need you need to have a talent and a product that you're actually hustling Mm -hmm. with and yeah we've got a great team around us um you know we're like i said we're we we we, we sort of we're really good at networking you know we've all we've got a good hustle i'm going to say hustle we're not hustling people it's just Mm -hmm. it's just the term as in it's it's networking it's yeah it's speaking to people it's having a vision and what you want to do me and Anthony the co-founder of the band you know when mm. we started off um doing this years ago we had a sort of hit list of people we wanted to work with and that was sort of we had Danny Saber on there we had Rowetta on there we mm. had Inder on there people like that and we went through that list, that hit list and we've ticked off the majority of it yeah. and it was just like we just believed we could do anything we wanted to do mm. and and you know, like most bands will, It'll be, we've said, people have said to us before, oh, lads, you're not doing this right. You should just be sit, sitting in Manchester, building a fan base in Manchester, blah, blah, blah. Maybe they're right to a certain degree. I don't know. we. I, I remember, Kai, you you introduced one of our songs on, on your podcast once. And mm. you said, we're naturally an enigma. Mm. They're, they're an enigma in uh, they're like a traveling circus. And you said, I don't know how they do it but they've just got back from Italy with... Pan- <laughs> <laughs> it was endorsement with Pantofla Oro in Italy. Right. So you, okay.
0: said, you, said, you said
1: they're like a travelling circus, and I laughed at and I thought, yeah, he's... I don't um, know. I still don't know. I'm, I'm, mean, it keeps honestly, me...
0: It keeps me intrigued, 100%. Yeah, it keeps us
1: intrigued. And you know yeah. what? Once I've found out the answer to it, maybe it'll, it'll all be over. I don't yeah. know. It's a mistake to, to us. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but... Um, yeah i mean it's good we've been in a nice position now things have started opening up for next year so we've just you know we've just announced our the first announcement for for performing live is we're headlining the city springs theater in mm. atlanta georgia next wow. year which is a huge gig it's like the might like manchester apollo but mm. i mean in atlanta georgia so that's our wow. first summer day and then we're going to be, well, I'm announcing it now. I won't say yeah. the lineup, up but um, our first show of the year next year is we're going to be playing the iconic rock star in Montpellier in the south wow. of France uh, with a massive lineup for that. So, that's, mm. yeah,
0: we're back, out, back on the road, man. Yeah, it's good. I, I, I had a, an artist, oh, oh, just going back to what you mentioned earlier, when, when people yeah. are telling you to find your audience in Manchester and build up your audience there. Yeah. Th- there's, there's no guarantees that the people that are going to, jump on your band are based in the same city as where you're from or the same yeah. area so so for me that, that it's, it's quite small-minded for people to say that to artists when when there's a worldwide uh, industry out there that's very accessible because of streaming and that kind of stuff and getting your people out to anywhere in the world and I was speaking to Martin Atkins on a previous podcast who used to be in Pill um and and, he and one of his advices was is don't assume that your audience are in your home city because it's quite close-minded to do it and you you need to use all the tools that are there available to you to to get your music out all over the world and just see see which pockets of people all over the world pick you up and then address those pockets and then you've got your audience i i I think
1: you're completely right mate and you know i think when actually has got quite a universal sound yeah I did did an interview yesterday morning, and um, the lad that I was speaking to was from Warrington, and um, sort of our hometown. And he, he was speaking to me, and he was like, he said, "What you know?" It's the, the the thing we went actually, I've never been able to put a finger on what sort of genre of music it is. And then I said, you know, neither neither can I. You know, I I don't know what sort of music we make really. It's a it's a fusion of different different influences, and it seems to. It, it seems to speak to people on a, on a sort of universal level. And I think yeah. that's why we get little bits of demand that put in different pockets around the world. Do yeah. you know what I mean? And I'm, I'm cool with that. You know, we're actually as a cult, but I'm, I'm aware of that. And, well, I'm, it's working
0: for you. You've got that pocket in LA. You've got that pocket in Italy. You've got that pocket in France yeah. now. That, you know, it's... Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah it, address those weird, people but,
0: where your fans are, yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. You go where the demand is and where you're being asked to go and perform mm. and stuff. So. Yeah,
0: there could be worse places, couldn't there? Exactly. You you mentioned networking as well and how important that is as well earlier. I had an artist from Newcastle that contacted me yesterday who said, who who would just have to advise, how do I get out of playing my home city? And and I had to explain to him, it's very difficult for promoters to put out-of-town acts on in different cities at the minute because... You know, if you're not going to bring in an audience, which, you know, if you're coming from Newcastle to Manchester or Sheffield or whatever, it's yeah. and you're a solo artist, it's it's unlikely that you're going to pull anybody to the gig. So financially, it's more of a risk to promote. It's just how it is. Yeah, so so, so he, he was asking about, you know, what advice could, could I give him to try and help him? So I was trying to think, and the only thing I could mention was networking. Um, keep mm-hmm. in touch with me. You know, I know your name now. I, I'll I'll give you other names and that kind of stuff. Just keep in touch yeah. with people. Take everybody's name and email address that you speak to throughout the industry because one day they'll know who you are further down the line and they'll think, oh, that's that kid who messaged me a yeah. bit ago. Yeah. So uh, how yeah. important do you find networking? For me, for me, it's the most important thing for a band to succeed.
1: I think, it, yeah, absolutely. And I think you need to... Um, you need to treat everybody with respect. Mm. You know, you need to you need to really treat everybody that you, every different level that you speak to. Yeah. You know, whether it's a internet radio DJ or mm. it's a massive promoter, you've got to treat that those people with the same respect in, yeah. and be quite sort of humble and gracious about it. You know, obviously have a self assurance about yourself, but yeah, just I yeah. think the respect thing is a big part of it. Also, being thick skinned. You mm. get told no more in this game than you do yes. Yeah. More doors will close on you than they will open. But you throw enough shit at the wall, that some of it will stick, mm. and you just yeah. need to keep. You need to keep keep grinding and keep keep that network going. I mean, the thing with getting out your city for that young lad that was speaking to you. I mean, mm. one way that we did it um, was through supports, You know, it was, was supporting bigger acts mm. in those cities um and that's yeah that's how we did it really and then going back to that city but playing a you
0: know a small venue well that's like, that's how i originally got to know about you guys you, you were doing support slots in sheffield and that's where i thought yeah, oh yeah, here we cool. cool. yeah. go caught, i caught you live at tram lines i think it were um at crystal stage i think that was the first time i saw you live and i'm like wow yeah and then i saw yeah. you at uh moss fest where that's we did that wish. live yeah, I love that festival. That, yeah that's great
1: Festival, it? Yeah, a great yeah. little
0: festival. So it's just little things like that, getting yourself out to promoters. Little, you know, it's festivals are hard work to get on, particularly if you're quite new to the industry, and you've got to kind yeah. of, yeah. you've got to kind of just take each no as it comes, and you know, eventually one of those nos will become a yes, and then things start to move forward. Just as you yeah. say, keep thick skin and just keep cracking on, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've
1: got to be thick skin doing this, mate. Yeah. Jesus Christ, I mean, it's like <laughs> it's. The, the amount of shit you get thrown at you over the years, yeah, you just you've got to take it on the chin and, and use it as part of like character building, so to speak. But I yeah. think you know, definitely is, is definitely a part of it. If you treat people right, then, you know, hopefully that comes back mm. to, to, to to treat to treat yeah. you well. You know
0: what I mean? Yeah. Sure. So you've got you know the the gigs that you've announced earlier, Montpellier, this big massive gig in the new year. Uh, the album's yeah. ready to go. Is there a release date for the album yet?
1: Well, the, the release will be in the summer. We're going to be dropping um, yeah. singles from it, maybe two or three singles leading up to it, yeah. And
0: then we'll the, it, your singles out, every time you bring a single out, I find it hard to say it. Par- Parasitical Elimination EP, is that on Bandcamp now? <laughs> have I said that right? Well, I, I
1: purposely well, I thought, right, how could, have, what, how could what, I... How I make for Carl? It, <laughs> so, um, yeah, that, that came together during lockdown. That's, yeah. So basically, Parasitical Elimination, yes. that was... That was about getting, you know, ridding a few demons that set in mm. during lockdown. It was like, get rid of those bad vibes. Um through, through advice of our manager, Howie he was like, look, for this release, let's completely swerve iTunes and Spotify and all the okay. robbing bastards. Yeah. And let's launch a band camp and let's mm. use the CP to launch it. So yeah, that comes out so yeah. 29th of October, we're at Gorilla for mm-hmm. our first live show for a couple of years, supporting the Dub Pistols, Audio Web doing a DJ set as well. So it's mm-hmm. going to be a big show. And then on Friday, the 5th of November, we launch our new EP with our band camp, and that's the Parasitical Elimination. Ah, that's out
0: in November, right. Okay. So 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 an album's quite a big step for a band, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's a lot of, you know, a, a lot of bands choose to, Eke out maybe three or four EPs and spread it out over six months rather than bring one big lot of content out. Is, is the album all new stuff, or is it you know your previous singles as well as some other new stuff on top of it? Are you kind of like closing the door of the first chapter in Wenatchee and then and then it's I gonna go
1: to maybe a, a different degree. way? To a certain degree, yeah. Um, so I mean, it's all new stuff. Um, you might have heard some of the stuff live mm. You might have heard you know, some of the songs you might have heard live over the years Is Everybody year. Everywhere on it? What's that, sorry? Is
0: Everybody Everywhere on it?
1: No, no, that's, unfortunately that's not on it But that track is there, it's it's in the vault It could be on the second album We've kept a load of tracks back for the next record So we're well into the next record now just,
0: um, It's just my favourite song, mate, that's all I'm just just wondering yeah,
1: every, Everybody,
0: <laughs> everyone. <That's> every, everybody <laughs> Everywhere every, I always say Everybody Everywhere, don't I? I think I've even, yeah, okay Everybody, everyone. Right, okay. We'll be
1: performing, we'll be debuting some of the tracks from the new album at mm. Gorilla. Right. So we got people a chance there. So um and yeah, Gorilla's a nice way, it's just a nice way of getting the band back on stage in our sort of you know, we're from Warrington, but Manchester's our home, town so to speaking. Yeah, we'll be debuting some of the tracks then, so people come over, they can hear some of the album. Um yeah. we've just done a live session for um on the edge, you know, at Edge Studios. Mm. In Michael's where we play some of the
0: album as well, so yeah. How, how's the vibe about you know? When was the last time you spoke to Inda? You know, and what what what's what's the team like now? How how much are you buzzing about? You really know, good. just I mean, when, things when are I happening finish,
1: again. When they finish this interview, mate, I'm going straight to production rehearsals. So oh wow! It's like, I'll be speaking to Inder in the next sort of probably half an hour, face to face. Yeah. So uh, we've got everyone over today. Our studios basically Warrington, but mm. you know the band. Me and Hank are from Warrington. Three of the lads are from Yorkshire. One of the lads from Wigan, and our crews draw from London. Yeah. So everyone's together today for a big production rehearsal. We've wow. changed everything. We're all on in a in- in- monitors now. Fucking,
0: oh, God.
1: Oh, We've gone full on, mate. We've got more gear than fucking NASA. <laughs> Honestly, it's fucking nuts.
0: So we're, 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 You're not playing Manchester Arena yet. What do you need all that for?
1: Oh, it's just we've gone fucking... We've got, we got too much
0: time now. <laughs> right, okay. Been investing.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, but... That sounds good. It's just like, yeah, yeah, it sounds great. There's no fucking feedback. If if you film us rehearsing, it looks like a fucking silent (laughs)
0: disco. All right, I (laughs) feel it, I feel it. Well, wish all the lads the best for me personally. I can't wait to, you know, catch the new album. Uh, Jump on, follow the band on Bandcamp, you know, invest in the single. Uh, They're just trying something different rather than, you know, getting a few pence off iTunes. You know, why not? Um, It's
1: It's really cool, it's got a lot of. Collaborations on it with uh, Paolo Baldini and yeah. Icon and Jim Spencer and stuff like that so yeah to check it out it's a
0: good to yeah. See, man. yeah definitely definitely gonna mate so yeah all the best for your production meeting later on today Liam and I will see you in real life and put a pint in front of you at some point um, very soon right. cheers mate take care mate thank nice you cheers, cheers.
1: alright
0: thanks Liam yeah that was our interview with Liam from Winacci you can catch all the links that we mentioned to his stuff On the description of this podcast, as usual, thank you. Thanks for joining us again. This podcast is growing nicely, it's beautiful. And thanks to the sponsors, Scots Menswear. I'm going to Scots today, actually. I'm going for a swim in a bit. And I'm I'm going on holiday soon. I need a break. can't wait. So I'm going to go and treat myself in in Scots. I've got a new pretty green t-shirt, I think. Some trainers, white trainers. Um, and I want like a, a an overcoat type thing to, to chill in while I'm on my travels. So I'm going shopping today, day off work and that, you know, swimming, then I'm off out. Hope you have a good week, guys. Keep in touch with us on the RGM pod Twitter page, at RGM pod. The video version of this podcast will be out on Wednesday with Liam, so you can watch us face to face. That's nice. And we will be here with you next week as well guest to be confirmed so yeah thanks guys thanks for joining us this week on the RGM Experience Podcast it's been a pleasure my name's Carl Maloney and thanks again and we'll see you next week for another episode and we'll see you soon cheers guys welcome to RGM are you in a band Come and join us. Simply click on the RGM submission page, submit your music, and we'll sort the rest. Be a part of it with Scotts Menswear, the go-to destination for sports fashion, with a reputation spanning over thirty years. Scotts has a mega-brand catalogue featuring Adidas Originals, Nike, Fred Perry, Pretty Green, and many more. Here at RGM, we love the support that they offer us and the music-loving community around us. Check them out at scotsmenswear.com. Hello. Did you know that you can support our podcast in many ways? Within the description of this podcast, you will see a list of all the equipment that we use. These are Amazon affiliate links. Clicking on these links take you to Amazon. If you buy whatever you're planning that week, we get a small kickback and you get a parcel at no extra cost. We would really appreciate your support. Or you can just go old school and donate a pound or whatever you feel is appropriate in there. Please subscribe, tell a friend about our show. And thank you for your support, and we'll see you next week.